Recording live in New York City, this is WYOY Weekly News. I'm Chris Barlow, and our top story this week is America's ongoing transition from the Obama administration to the Hunger Games. The peaceful transfer of power appeared to be anything but peaceful this week, as President-elect Donald Trump struggled to project confidence after abruptly firing his senior foreign policy advisors, either because they were too close to New Jersey Governor Chris Christie, or because they used facts during their investigation of the Benghazi crisis. Or maybe they just didn't retweet him enough. Regardless of the reason, the campaign shakeups left many foreign leaders unable to get in touch with the new president-elect this week. Which is probably something foreign leaders should just get used to now, anyway. Now, Christie himself was demoted from his position as leader of Trump's transition team last Friday. Not because he has the personality, ethics, and face of Jabba the Hutt, but because a long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away... 2004, Christie was actually capable of performing his job without getting mired in petty payback schemes. I know this sounds crazy, but at the time, Christie was a federal prosecutor who brought a case against the father of Trump's son-in-law, Jared Kushner, a move that apparently led Kushner, now part of Trump's inner circle, to plan a traffic study on Chris Christie's career. With Vice President-elect and leftover Halloween mask Mike Pence now in charge of Trump's transition, it remains to be seen who would actually want to serve in a Trump administration. Early names like Newt Gingrich and Ben Carson have all publicly dropped out of consideration, with Carson saying he felt unqualified to serve in the cabinet as he has no government experience. It was a surprising statement from the former presidential candidate, but one that proves he is infinitely more qualified for the presidency than Donald Trump. Now, former New York mayor and current New York embarrassment Rudy Giuliani has already gone from being a top pick for attorney general to a top pick for secretary of state to being sidelined by the possibility of a secretary of state Mitt Romney after news broke that the former GOP presidential nominee would be meeting with Trump this weekend to discuss the post while eating a steaming pile of his own excrement a dish more commonly known as a Trump Tower taco salad. Of course, Washington insiders caution that Trump may only want to meet with Romney because he heard about the binders full of women. Elsewhere in Trump's transition, Carl Higby, spokesperson for the pro-Trump Great America PAC, went on Fox News this week to justify the president-elect's on-again, off-again relationship with a database for all the Muslims in the U.S., citing FDR's internment of Japanese Americans during World War II as a precedent. Reached for comment, the ghost of Eleanor Roosevelt smacked her late husband upside the head. Now, Higby's arguments didn't get far with Fox News anchor Megyn Kelly, which finally confirmed the long-debated theory that, yes, there is in fact something too racist to say on Fox News. Wow. Now, Trump himself hasn't spoken about the proposed Muslim registry since the election, but Kansas Secretary of State Chris Kobach clarified how such a system would work, citing a Bush-era immigration database known as the National Security Entry-Exit Registration System. So the good news is we're not going back to the blind, jingoistic profiling of last century. We're just going back to the blind, jingoistic profiling of this century. 
Meanwhile, our real father, Barack Obama, spent the week on his last overseas trip as president, reassuring European allies that America will stand by its international commitments, while also deciding which European country he will flee to when the Department of Homeland Security puts him on the National Muslim Registry. Closer to home, the MTA announced this week that it's considering raising the price of a single subway ride to $3 in 2017. But that doesn't matter to most New Yorkers because by March 2017, every New Yorker will already be imprisoned in one of Obengruppenfuhrer Giuliani's re-education camps. In other local news, the Coast Guard spotted a whale near the Statue of Liberty yesterday, which means it's only a matter of time before Secretary of Energy Sarah Palin drills into the majestic mammal for its precious oil. Down at City Hall, New York Mayor Bill de Blasio held a meeting with President-elect Trump this week where the two men managed to find common ground over their mutual desire to live in a world where they never have to meet with each other ever again. Still no word on whether the de Blasio administration will activate the so-called kill switch that would destroy all of the city's IDNYC data at the end of the year. The municipal ID program was designed to provide an official photo ID for immigrants and other New Yorkers who can't get a passport or state driver's license. But critics fear the database could be used by a Trump administration to identify thousands of undocumented immigrants in the five boroughs. But what do people have to fear? It's not like Donald Trump has ever proposed some kind of national registry for monitoring people of a particular background. <laughs> In science news, legendary physicist Stephen Hawking announced this week that humanity has 1,000 years to find a new planet to call home. So clearly, he hasn't been watching the news. Now we have time to take a look at the weather, where, yes, the days are getting shorter, just like the average life expectancy will when the GOP finishes gutting Medicaid. So enjoy that foliage and those prescription drugs while you still can. And finally this week, we end with a programming note. WYOY will be taking next week off, so we can all eat our feelings together. But just a quick reminder that telling your uncle who voted for Trump that he's a racist over pumpkin pie probably won't fix anything. So be sure to tell him during the main course. Or better yet, consider telling him about your friend who just lost their job because they work in healthcare, or your other friend who was assaulted on the street for the color of their skin, or your friend who is terrified of being deported, or your friend who is about to lose some of their previously inalienable rights, or is afraid to travel to certain parts of the country, or uh, hold their boyfriend or girlfriend's hand in public, or is just desperately trying to get an IUD before some cabal of elderly white men who require control of her uterus take them all away. <sighs> but you know, if you have to call him a racist, be sure to throw the pie at him while you're at it. At least that'll feel good. Well, from New York, I'm Chris Barlow. I'll be back in two weeks with an exclusive interview with the tributes from District 7, here on W-Y-O-Y. -Y. <laughs>